Thank you. Uh, what do we do on these things? Well, this is our second uh, ever time streaming live, and it's great to have a few people with us. Uh, we do have uh, a couple of people watching, so it's great to have you joining with us. We'd love for you to jump in and join the chat. Uh, so if you do have access to uh, the YouTube chat, then we'd love your contributions this morning. We're going to have a look at Luke chapter 4 again. Uh, we started Luke chapter 4 last week and looked at that first story in Luke chapter 4. And today we're looking at verses 14 through to verse 30. So uh, have your Bible open or your Bible app or the web page uh, that has the Bible accessible. And we'd love for you to read along with us in a moment and then put your thoughts in your questions and we'll try and include them in the discussion as we go. We do encourage you as we go through this morning, uh, we'll go for between 15 and 30 minutes to maybe not look at us the whole time. Uh, screen fatigue is a real thing, particularly at the moment. Uh, so feel free to stretch your neck, you know, um, get moving. Uh, Robin knows all about this. She's very much encouraging me uh, to not just be sedentary and just sit at my desk the whole time. Uh, so yeah, have some breakfast, do that sort of thing, uh, but you know, be listening in. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, if you can't, interact in the chat, that's okay. Um, but yeah, you could even chuck us on while you're going for a jog or whatever. And it will be available later. Uh, if it, so if you're not watching live, it's still accessible um, you know, later on in the day. So uh, that's where we're headed. That's what we're gonna be doing. And uh, we haven't, just to let you know, we haven't done a whole lot of preparation this morning. Uh, we've read the passage once before, uh, but we're not delivering sort of expert commentary on this passage. What we're trying to do with these morning sessions is read the Bible together, have a chat about it and learn from it, starting our day with Jesus. So, Robin, welcome. And uh, can you start us off with a prayer, please? Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding as we listen to your word. May we know you better, love you more and learn to please you in all that we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks heaps, Robin. And Ella is going to read us our Bible passage this morning. What translation are you using, Ella? I've got the NIV. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where, is it, where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All of them were, all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked? Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. And you will tell me, Do hear in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, 
no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time. And when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zephyrath at the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed, only in Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Thank you to Allah. Okay, so... Uh, we did, we did have a slight rush with our tech this morning and uh, so possibly people missed a little bit of the intro. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you with us. We've got Ella and Robin with us today. Um, and we're looking at Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 30. And, yeah, we're going to have a bit of a chat about this um, in a bit of detail today. And we'd love your thoughts in the YouTube chat if you're watching live with us right now. At not just your thoughts, but your questions, just things that are occurring to you. I'm going to make a bit of a habit of after we've read the Bible just to retell it in our own words. So I'm going to sort of lead that, but Robin and Ella, feel free to jump in with your thoughts as we go through. Um, this is off the back of last week's passage where we looked at Jesus being tempted in the wilderness, has this sort of to and fro with Satan, and he comes back into town and he's full of the spirit, which I sort of takes meaning. He's pretty pumped. <laughs> he's doing pretty well. Um, and he starts teaching in the synagogues, you know, the closest thing to um, Jewish church, I guess. And uh, and he seems to be well received. Like people seem to be pretty amazed with what's going on and, and what he's delivering uh, in, the, in the synagogue. And then he stands up and he reads a section of what we now know as the Old Testament uh, from the book of Isaiah, uh, and you can see that quoted in verse 18. And it's like he basically says these words that were written, they're about me and and what I'm doing now, you know, uh, that I'm, I'm fulfilling these things. These things that were written uh, a long time ago, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, all these things, you know, proclaiming good news to the poor, setting people free, this is what I'm about. And uh, this maybe like an announcement, I don't like am I doing it now or I'm about to do it? That's not exactly clear to me, but, like, it seems to be a big announcement by Jesus. And um, that seems to get everyone's attention and they're like, they're like, whoa, what's, what's this guy going to do? You know, like they're all really glued to him in there. They're amazed at him. And I like the phrase in verse 22 where they say, isn't this Joseph's son? Because it remo- it makes me think of like, um, you know. Uh, like siblings in schools. Pardon? Like siblings in schools. Like are you? Yeah, yeah. Like that person's. Isn't that Robin I went to school with? Or, you know, isn't that Ella that I used to work at the ice cream shop with? You know, like, you know it's like that sort of, you know, because he's, he's obviously, you know, he's grown up local but and then he's come back from the wilderness and like, what's in there? Is this Jesus? Like, so obviously he's kept, he's kept this quiet 
you know, that like he's going to do all these amazing things. He must not have been talking about it up until now, uh, certainly not publicly. So people are a bit, they're amazed, but they're also a bit confused by it. But then in the second part of this passage, I feel like there's a turn because mm. Jesus sort of then goes, he's, he's sort of got everyone's praise and admiration, and then he starts saying things that totally puts them off. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but then you'll start quoting me these other things. And, uh, and he really annoys them with the stuff that he says after that. Uh, which is like prophets won't be ex- ex- um, accepted in their hometown. And as far as I can tell, and we might talk about this later, but he talks about two other people from the Old Testament, Elijah and Elisha, and how when, well, they, they, they did these things, but they, he basically talks about these two situations where they went to non-Jewish people. I think that's what happened. Like, so they found you know, yeah, we could get into it in more detail, but basically it's like these these two two stories where those two prophets, Elijah and Elisha, uh, are prophets in the Old Testament, so Jewish prophets, went outside of the Jewish people to do, you know, to do something significant. And so he 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 chooses to talk about those two stories at this particular situation. So it's almost like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're you're like me, but like, well, what about these two stories? And then that really annoys people and they kick him out. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> uh, so there's my little summary. I don't know if you guys would add anything to that or if I missed anything substantial. Um, I reckon the whole, the whole cliff thing is... Um... It's pretty like they don't just throw him out. Oh, they take him towards a cliff to chuck him <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> so he really annoys them. Yes. Yeah, I, and that makes you wonder how big the cliff is. Like, is it a you know fall off the cliff and you're going to die, or fall off the cliff and you'll hurt yourself? But you know, still bad mm. <laughs> either way. Well, you assume they're trying to hurt him at the very least. Um. And then the magic powers of Jesus to sort of walk through the crowd uh, and mm. on his way, like there's some, that seems to me to be deliberately sort of mystical that, that he can somehow just sort of get away. He doesn't fight them off. He just walks through. Mm. Uh, anyway, there's a bit of a retelling. Uh, we'd like to now, uh, we have sort of two questions to start with. What does this teach us about Jesus? Um, and we believe that Jesus being God in human form, so what does this teach us about God generally, Uh, and what does this teach us about people? So let's have a chat. What do you guys reckon? What do we learn from this passage? And, of course, in the chat we'd love to hear from you guys uh, and your thoughts on those two questions. I'm um, I'm challenged by, um, yeah, Jesus says, um, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. Um, but like Jesus is talking, and it says all all spoke well of him, and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Mm. Does that that feels like acceptance to me? Um, yeah, it's a huge swing in the story, isn't it? Yeah, from acceptance speaking well to cliff throwing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
and he seems to bring it upon himself. Hmm. As in, I feel like it's a deliberate thing that he does to like, as people are praising him, he deliberately, not that he necessarily tries to get them to throw him off a cliff, but he intentionally calms down the praise by by bringing in, you know, uh, the uh, more challenging teaching as well. Mm. Does that, yeah, what's the conclusion that we can draw there then? Is there, is there one? Like is, does Jesus not, well, I guess we see in other places that Jesus doesn't want to be popular. Um, mm. Like Jesus will tell people, um, don't don't go out and tell tell people about me um, when he does healings and stuff. I think that's a key. I I uh, I see it that um, what they're wanting from him is not who he really is. And they're not really looking hmm. for God. You know, he, at the beginning he's saying, God has come to you. This, this um, Isaiah reading that I'm reading from 500 years ago is now me. You know, God is here. God has come. And then, um, then they're amazed because they like his words, but he then picks out the fact that um, he won't be accepted by them. He will be rejected. Um, he will be, in their eyes, exceptionally weak. You know, you you heal people, then you heal yourself. Um, so he's a weakness. He's come for the weak and the poor as far as the world goes. And, yeah, maybe he sees in the future that they will reject him or they will, um, they'll want, They'll want signs, they'll want power, they'll want entertainment from Jesus um, rather than who he really is. And mm. that they pick up that up from his comments about physician heal yourself and also a prophet's not accepted. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a very complicated thing. What do other people think? <laughs> well, in the chat, uh, Andy, whose birthday it is, happy birthday, Andy, uh, oh, says um, that he says that Jesus picks the scab. And he sort of gets beneath the surface of, you know, I guess the people's hearts or attitudes and gets to the truth that, I guess that, yeah, well, Andy says the truth that they kind of suck. But I guess that, you know, maybe their motivations aren't quite so pure, as you said, mm. Robin, um, that maybe they're, they're enjoying, you know, the, the flashiness or, you know, they're drawn to the, to the sort of public speaking of Jesus and, and that's fine. But, you know, Jesus wants them to get, to get serious and, you know, and he always did that, Jesus, I feel like, always wanted people to go beyond just the miracle. Okay, I've done this healing miracle, but are you ready to give up your life and to, to really follow God, you know? Mm. Um, uh, yeah, you've heard this amazing teaching, now apply it, now mm. live it. Uh, he was always ready to go, to, to push people to go deeper and I feel like this is exactly what he's doing right here at the start of his ministry. Mm. Yep, that's good. He's getting, he's picking off the scab. He's getting below it, getting deep. Yeah. 
Right, Kirk, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. this, this is the first story of Jesus, really, you, you know, like an adult, yeah. um, first time we've seen him do teaching, so uh, as far as in the book of Luke. Mm. So he's setting this um, pattern of the way he's doing things straight away. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it sounds like Jesus is keen on people knowing the, the difficult truth, um, like as well as the easy, fun truth. Hmm. Another one from Andy in the chat. I'll pose this as a question. Do you think Jesus intentionally irritates or, or like irritates people when they agree with him uh, kind of as a teaching method? I'm, re I'm rephrasing the question from Chad a bit, but what do you reckon about that? Just when that, that phrase, agree with him, uh, a lot of people don't agree with you know, <laughs> don't agree, agree with him and he'll, he'll come back with a question to them. He'll keep giving the question back to them. But... Um, uh, they superficially like his presentation mm. and authority by which he speaks, but what he's really on about, he knows the future, I guess. They don't, yeah, and he he um, wants to expose here and irritate them for them to ask a question of themselves, what am I looking for? If this is the promised person, as Isaiah is saying, then what am I what am I looking for? What am I wanting from Jesus. Um, uh, so he puts it back a question for them to be thinking about themselves perhaps rather than agree, yeah, he's just irritating their, the fact that they agree with him. Yeah, he just is questioning mm. um, really their motives like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Because, I mean, that quote, you know, Spirit of Lords on me. I'm proclaiming good news, setting people free, recovery of sight to the blind, year of the Lord's favor. This sort of stuff sounds great. I mean, you'd be a pretty mm. horrible person to to not <laughs> like that. You know, sounds awesome. <laughs> Particularly if you're a Jewish believer, you know, in in the the Jewish religion up until that point, you know, Old Testament person, you'd love that, right? So of course you're going to be on board, you know. Um, mm. But even a normal person would go, hey, if God's real, that sounds awesome. Great, I'd love that. Um, but then I guess, you know, what do you, what do you dig deeper, as Andy, Andy said in the chat, like pick the scab off what's beneath that. Uh, and that's really what Jesus does. And he does that by, by yeah, poking at them and <laughs> annoying them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, that Old Testament um, quote doesn't necessarily point out um, any, it doesn't give any insinuation that Jesus is God. Um, like a, a, well, what's the context of the, the Old Testament thing? But um, it could be said by a prophet. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's not claiming to be. Uh, the son of God in this passage, I wouldn't think. No. No. And so that's that's easier to believe that mm. Jesus is a prophet than that Jesus is good. Mm. 
Um, Andy points out, you know, Jesus does this sort of thing. Another example of this would be a story where he's talking to a rich young man and they're talking about faith and salvation and so on and then Jesus challenges that particular person to sell everything, mm. um, which is not necessarily something that Jesus t- tells everyone to do. He doesn't go around telling everyone he meets, you need to sell everything you have. But that particular person he says, you need to sell everything that you own and give it to the poor. And maybe that's an example there of, of Jesus seeing beneath the surface and going, this guy's wealth is a problem, his, his material stuff is a problem and, and he needs to get rid of it. Um, and the story end, that story ends with the guy leaving sad and mm. we never hear what happens after. Mm. Um, and interestingly with this story, it ends with Jesus getting away, but we don't really know what happens much after that. Hmm. Um, Instead of sad, these people are furious. Yeah. Uh, do they calm down? I assume some of them come to follow Jesus. We know some of his family uh, do end up believing very passionately that he is who he says he is, um, but it's a long time later. <laughs> um, uh Oh, well, maybe his family all along, you know, believe to an extent, but, you know, they get really passionate about it later. But, yeah, his sort of thing here is that it, his hometown's probably not going to believe very easily because it's Jesus, you know. We went to school with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we learn about people here, you know? Like do you, do you guys relate to anything that have you thrown anyone off a cliff recently, Robin? <laughs> Hopefully not, but like, do you relate? Do you relate to to anything that the any responses to the people in this story? Uh, I guess it posed a question to me as I read it just twice um, last night, and that was, uh, what am I really looking to God for? Um, what am I? Where, where, what's my vision, where am I heading for? And I just see a play on weak against powerful here. So, you know, that quote from Isaiah is he's come for the seemingly weak in the world and God is for the weak, um, mm. supposedly from, you know, but not really. They're rich because um, what they're looking for. And so to think about the people in his own town in Nazareth and would I respond like them? What are the people like? Um, I think I do perhaps that pharisaical, you know, um, uh, perhaps when God doesn't answer a prayer that I'd love the way I would think, I want a miracle, I want something that's big and powerful, whereas in this passage there's that weak and power, weak and um, visual um, yeah, just to, uh, I don't know. I just love the first part of the passage. I find the second part tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, just that he he comes to set people free. And this hometown, perhaps, he knows in the future that they don't really want freedom. They don't see that they need to be freed of anything. And um, uh, I guess, you know, that's a lesson for me. Am I not wanting what Jesus offers sometimes? Um, yeah. 
Anyway, Ella, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. I'm on, I think in my mind I'm kind of thinking about, um, yeah, you talked, Kirk, before about how um, Jesus kind of sees what's behind the, the rich man's heart and he kind of points that out. Um, but I wonder if that's what's happening here. Um, like a, a people, is Jesus seeing in, in these people's hearts that because they're from Jesus' hometown, they're going to find it hard to believe. And so he's kind of, it's like, a, I find it difficult that um, Jesus would, would see in these people in his, in his hometown's hearts that they would find it difficult to believe. So he kind of sets that in motion. It's like, all right, you're not going to believe me anyway. Like it's it's difficult. Um, and I, I like if that's what Jesus is doing, surely the response that they have is fair enough. Like that's what that's what happens in my head. Like if Jesus is like, oh, you guys aren't believing me. That's what's in your hearts. Um, and then he kind of sets it in motion. It's like that's what's in my heart, Jesus. Like <laughs> that's what's going on. Um, like I'm. I'm struggling to believe you. And instead of kind of encouraging them, he kind of goes, all right, let's just, let's just say some controversial statements. And it's tricky. Like, Yeah. I'm, I, I may have overstated it a little bit. Okay. Like he's, he's like, well, I've just quoted this great um, quote, which we all like and you loved and Robin loves it. And I love it. Um, <laughs> but maybe you could quote me this as well, you know, which mm. is also from the same scripture, uh, you know, do here, uh, or maybe you'll say to me, do here in your hometown what you, you did in Capernaum, which is another town. Um, so, you know, in that sense, I think he's sort of balancing it, you know, and setting realistic expectations. So he's not, so is he, is he, is he actually being really fair to them and actually going, this is, I'm, I'm setting, you guys are getting really pumped right now, but I'm setting you a realistic expectation of what this actually looks like. You love the sound of these words that I've just quoted and they are great, but they require a huge amount of sacrifice and they actually require us to change our mindset. Hmm. Um and we're heading towards 8.30, so we'll probably have to wrap up in a moment. But I, I guess I resonate, Robin, what you said, like the first part of this passage just feels better than the second. Yeah. Obviously no one's getting thrown off at a cliff in the first part. But um, I think what Jesus does is he demonstrates when he talks about, you know, these non-Jewish people, you know, these little examples of the non-Jewish people being reached by, by God through the prophets. And, you know, if, you, if you're watching it, this and you're a bit new to the biblical history, understand that might be a bit complicated um, and it's complicated for us too, but that's a big deal in, in that time for God to go outside his people and to, to use people outside of the Jews you know, um, but he did it. He occasionally he did it, and so I feel like for Jesus to to mention those at the times to say you're going to have to really change your mindset. Mm. Freedom for the prisoners, sight for the blind, is going to include people who you don't like, mm. you know, and it's gonna it's gonna require you to completely rethink 
the way you see the world. Mm. And that's going to be challenging. And it doesn't feel as comfortable as that quote I just I just gave you because that's inspirational. But this, you know, when, when it comes to actually living it out, it's harder. And I think when we're challenged by that, we don't always like it. So um, hopefully, hopefully we can respond better than the crowd does. Mm. But I know, like just speaking honestly, I do... Sometimes I'll, you know, I hear an inspirational person, like someone I really love listening to, and then when they say something I don't like, I do feel like sometimes just turning them off and never listening to them again. Mm. You know? um, oh, well, I'll write them off. They said something I disagree with. I'm done with them. And I don't know. So I can sort of relate to the people in that way, mm. but not not so much the cliff stuff, but, yeah. <laughs> um. Thank you for those who have been watching with us live. Hopefully you've had a nice breakfast and for joining with us, starting your day with Jesus. Uh, Robin, Ella, great to have you with us. We'll be back at 8 o'clock next week here on YouTube. Um, we would like to finish with a prayer. Robin, can we throw to you for that? Um, Ella, if you've got it right there. <laughs> good one. Here we go. You got it. Awesome. Awesome. Lord and Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin. Guard us from every kind of danger. And in all we do this day, direct us in the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Please do spread the word about this. We'd love to uh, have more people starting their day with Jesus. Until next week, bye for now. See ya. Bye-bye.